I actually watched the beginning of the episode last week, so I knew when it started, and I don't know if I just say it here like a bump on a log for like 30 seconds. <laughs> so sorry, viewers, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, we swapped hosts. We've got Will tonight. Derek's uh, already traveling for uh, the holidays, I believe. Um, and Will's back, and I think my dog's running around here, so that's a little bell you might hear. It, it's it's our cheerful Christmas bells. We'll call it that. What kind of what kind of dog you got? Kind of a tortoise colored one. Just a, it's supposed it's supposed to be a she's a dog. She's I a dog. You. Nah, just a dog. Kind of, to- kind of tortoise colored and. Um, completely different than we've moved now. It, um, yeah. So, what's on the agenda for tonight? Oh, well, we're gonna kind of, um, we did it last year actually. I didn't remember us doing it last year, but we did it last year. It's kind of the Festivus episode and Christmas episode. So we might talk about some of the stuff that you should have bought us for Christmas, but you could still buy and ship to us. Um, but we're going to voice, we're not going to do feats of strength because look at Will. I mean, he obviously is stronger than me. He already won. Feats of strength. We'll do beard growing. Will won. <laughs> <laughs> Hair growing. I got it. You ought to see the mullet pictures. Yeah, I'm, I'm I have out a mu- on that one. Did uh did I have a mullet in college? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. No, not really. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. a baby mullet, but not a not a, like a full fledged, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus kind of thing going on now. Man, he was almost relevant. <laughs> So we're we're gonna voice a few little complaints about things that might irritate us, and um, if you're watching in that, you can feel free to comment with your complaints, and we might share those. Um, Derek not being here, uh, he did text over his complaint. Um, we have a whole episode on it discussing Hagerty's takeover of the collector car world. And every concour, every car show, every every aspect of it. And yeah, we'll complain about it until if McKeel would like to send us a check and buy the No Driving Gloves podcast, we, <laughs> you know, that's one side of the uh, collector car hobby I could I could live with. Um I could I can be bought. I've always said it, I've got it tattooed on my chest. Or maybe I should get that tattooed on my chest. I was talking about tattoos the other day. Hmm. You need a tattoo, John. And what do you think I should permanently put on my body? I don't know. A <laughs> microphone. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, a, a CRX. Ah, that, that that one could work. Yeah, CRX with a mini truck in the background. Perfect. Or a there proper you go, a whole prop, back screen. Yeah, properly properly lowered mini truck that would have to be in front of the CRX, otherwise you wouldn't see it. <laughs> you just get the CRX and say, "See the mini truck behind it." <laughs> oh, so Derek's is like I said the Haggerty and I'm going to miss his wit and wisdom on some of the other um, issues. And we're not going to complain about guys hanging out in the left lane, people who can't zip and merge, um, you know, not this, you know, I really don't want the, the standard stuff, Elon Musk. Um, but I don't know what you'd complain about him. He's such a God. There you go. Get Elon Musk face tattooed on your back. You think he's a god. 
Well, I, I'm not going with the next two words. But no, no, he's not a guy. But he's still a genius. Get a big Tesla. Get it nipple to nipple with the T. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of a hitting the hitting the 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 base of the T, kind of like a arrow with any kind of point. Yeah, so I mean, point, it would point to something else. <laughs> See, perfect. <laughs> there you go. We figured out John's tattoo. Be there at the New Year's party. Take my shirt off. <clears throat> Instructions. <laughs> oh, there you go. And that also so would probably be a reason not to get it as a back tattoo. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, if that's what you're into, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, there would be a reason for it not to be a back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. So before we well, get I, heavy, I, do you ha- I would say, do you have a light gripe or do you just want to, do you just want to jump in deep, jump in deep? Um, Man, I got a bunch of light gripes, but I I'd just rather go ahead and jump in with both feet with what I got to say. Well, let's go ahead and get wet. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, You know, one of the things that just about every place you work at has, and it's, um, you know, it's negative people in the workplace. Um, Somebody that's just always complaining and griping and nothing's good enough. And, you know, in the industry that that we're in, um, you know, I hate to use the word privileged. I I mean, that's not the the right word. I I don't really know what word I'm looking for, but uh, to be able to build people's hot rods for a living is, it's a job that people dream about. It's a job that, that most car guys wish they could do is make a good living working on cars. Whether it's the well, that, import guy or the hot rod guy or the drag race guy. Well, that's what we got all the time at the museum when people would get down to the basement with us is, man, I do your job for free, you know. Right. I mean, I get it all the time. Uh, matter of fact, I have a guy that comes here every day and and piddles around with us. You know, he don't, he don't ask for nothing. Um you know, and he's actually a, a customer. He is a customer of ours that once he retired, you know, we're like his family. He comes here every day. You know, he may not show up till 10 or 11 o'clock and may leave at three, but he's here every day and he doesn't get paid. Um, he just wants to be here and be hanging out with cool people doing cool things, you know, and, even like our customers here at Big Oak, they're all car people. You know, they're all they're all cool car people. Uh, yeah, they like different stuff. Some people want their car green. Some want it red. Some want them black. Um, that's fine with me. I don't care. You know, um, I do give my my two cents on on colors and and stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, it's their car. You know, we want to make them happy and build them the car that, that they want. They, they also come to a hot rod shop like ours because they like our they like our design. They like our skill set. They like the colors that we paint cars, you know. Um, and, you know, when you get when you get somebody that's just a negative person in a shop, it, as tight knit as you have to work, it affects the whole shop. And. I, I, it, it's it's really hard for me to understand because I've been on both sides of it. You know, I've I've worked for people, and I you know I have my own shop, so I've seen both sides of this. This is not somebody that, you know, at 19 years old was handed a hot rod shop and said, "Here you go, um, make it work." I mean, I, I I worked at several shops before I opened Big Oak, and um, you know. I, it's just it's just really hard for me to wrap my head around um, negative people 
in a in a cool shop environment. I mean, we're heated, cooled. Um, you know, if 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 we need something to make our job easier, I go get it. Um, you know, yeah, if it's a twenty thousand dollar piece of equipment, I may have to, you know, scratch a few nickels together and and come up with a little bit more. But you know, generally speaking, if if there's a piece of equipment or a tool that you need to make your job easier and quicker and more efficient, man, we go get it. Um, so I, I mean, that's my biggest complaint is people get into building hot rods and, and drag cars and hell doing interior in hot rods, anything in the automotive industry. If it's a hands-on shop type space, <clears throat> you took that job because that's what you like to do. You know, there's, there's, I have a hard time thinking there's a lot of people out there in the world that just got good at, uh, you know, doing something with their hands in, in, in the automotive industry, whether, you know, in a hot rod shop and they're 40 years old and they're like, yeah, I hate this crap. I ain't never liked it, I, but, but I can't go do nothing else. I, I don't, that would be a hard pill for me to swallow if somebody told me that, you know. <clears throat> So that's my biggest complaint of the entire year. And, you know, it's, it's a complaint that's a constant complaint. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say at my shop, um, especially right now, but, you know, even the shops that I've worked in in the past, <clears throat> it seems like there's always that one guy that just bitches and moans and, and complains all the freaking time. And, uh, and I just, man, I don't understand that, that mentality. And, um, how's, how's that person to live with at home? That's gotta be terrible. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you what we, what people like that think. <laughs> because, oh, is that um, you, John? <laughs> oh, I thought you were yelling at me because I think uh, if you remember in college, um, I, I had a few gripes and whines and bitches and well you know oh, there let me was go a... back, let me let me go back and say something. <laughs> let me go back and say something. I'm a very open minded person. Okay. If one of my guys comes to me and has a legitimate complaint that it's something that I'm doing that I, you know, need to improve on and they call me out on that. Not in public and whatever, but it's, it's a nice private setting. And they're like, Hey, Will, man, you know, um, we really, we really like it when, when you're in the body shop more, or, or, or we like it when you're gone more, whatever, you know what I mean? I will talk to that person about that problem. Um, I very, very seldom do I get pissed off and fight and mad and yell and cuss and scream. Um, so I, you know, I can I, I I can take constructive criticism even from my employees. Um, so anyway, carry on, John. No, I was saying is uh, I I have been I know I have been the the whiny bitchy person who made the place uncomfortable. Um, you know, and like I said, at McPherson, I think it ended up with a faculty change as we left the school. Um, Complete faculty change. <laughs> I, um, I don't think one person came back after we left. No, we, we, we ran all the instructors off. Oh, the, the, oh, the guy that taught automotive history stayed. I can't think of what his name was, but um, but he really wasn't in Templeton Hall. And then I know the job I took after, um, I wasn't that person, but I sure as heck know who was. And then um, I'll probably say in the last year, two years at Barber's, again, I was that person. And it was probably a little bit of a relief to those guys when I finally left. But, and yeah, it, I mean, it got to the, like you said, I'm doing something that people will do for free. And in, you know, I just lost the passion for doing it and it just became an irritant. And it's, you know, if you say 
I started to lose it two years before I left Barber's. That would be, I started to lose it six years ago now. And it's just, cars are just beginning to get fun again in the last five or six months for me. And, you know, I worked with him for, for 25 plus years and I just needed it, really needed to step back and take a break. And so sorry to all my coworkers that um, I've been a arse to over the years. But that's something about John. John um, kind of tells it like it is sometimes, or at least how John sees it. And the John is always right. And John likes to talk about himself in the third person. So <laughs> we know it, it's it's one thing if if you're calling out legitimate issues, you know, and, and I get that, and that's part of me being open minded and. You know, sometimes you get stuck in a rut. I mean, that's just uh, that's just life in itself. And sometimes it takes somebody to kind of kick you in the butt to, you know, to get you back on track. Whether that's a, you know, a spouse, a coworker, uh, an employee, uh, your parents, you know, um, and- guy that holds your car note, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and, and, and I and I and I get that. Um, but just, I don't know. It's it's hard to be around that that person. And and John, you know, you did the right thing by getting out of that situation. Um, and I guess some people, some people are not um, capable of doing what you were able to do, and that's understandable too. But you know, just save you bitching and moaning till to your car ride home and bitch to yourself because nobody else really wants to hear it. And just to be blunt with it, the person you're working next to don't want to hear it. And the person at home uh, (laughs) that's making you dinner doesn't want to hear it either. So you're right. You're exactly right. You can't, you can't really take it home. Um, I mean, if you have a legitimate complaint, then yeah, you need, you need to address it um, to your boss or whoever, whatever, whoever's over you. Uh, but just bitching and moan, just a bitch and moan, man. It, it drives everybody else crazy and it, it makes them not want to be where they're at. I'm going to probably say for my biggest one, and we've touched on it in podcasts before, and I honestly don't know how Will would react to it, but I'm I'm tired of the people that are bitching and moaning and whining and crying that the manual transmission is going away. Um, it's technology. Technology advances. Technology rolls on. Um, you don't think that back in 1917, people driving Model Ts would have killed to have an automatic. I mean, there's a reason we don't have levers to adjust spark and advance anymore on our steering wheel because it started to become part of the car. No, if you if you want pure driving, let's go back and let's, you know, and, and have all of that stuff adjustable. But I, I, I saw an article yesterday or the day before that the new Cadillac um, uh, CTSV is the only four-door sedan you can buy in America with a V8 and a manual transmission. BMW doesn't offer it anymore. Mercedes doesn't offer it anymore. I don't know if the Panamera falls in the same category, but I don't know if you can get a... You've got to be able to get a Panamera and a manual transmission. Sure, surely. But, but it's... To me, it's... You know, automatics are a little bit better. You know, my car now is a dual clutch and it's nice to be automatic now and then, but when you kick the thing into sport mode and you start using the flappy paddles to change gears, it gets to be fun. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it gives you the best of both worlds. And, you know, I think that's part of technology. Yes. Cars are too bloated. Cars have too much technology in them. Um, and that'll be one of my complaints later is 
the upcoming technology in cars. But I think for the diehard manual transmission people, I'm sorry. You're, you know, living yesterday. I mean, it's like, um, say you build a house, but you don't use a table saw and you only use a, you know, a handsaw through, through the whole thing, or you do a roof with a, a hammer and nails and not a power nailer. I mean, technology goes on and yeah, it, it, there, there's some romanticism to, Oh, I, you know, cut this and, you know, look at the guy that sweats like his ass off on PBS doing all hand tool woodworking that, you know, there's something to be said for, for that, you know, it's cool. It's neat. There, there's a bit of a, like I said, romanticism about it. There's, um, boy, I'd like to do that. Um, the old world charm, but when it comes down to it, when you want to do something in the shop, <laughs> most people, uh, you're going to do it with power tools or look, you know, I'd even say kitchens, you know, do you, do you want to, you know, fire in the kitchen every night or do you occasionally use the microwave? So that, that's kind of how I look at the manual transmission now is, it was neat. It's cool. It might be nice to have on your old car, but going forward, just, you know, face it, there's less than 30 cars sold with manual transmissions now, I think, and it's going to be, we'll probably lose five or six a year um, until they're gone here within a decade. And hell, within a decade, we might lose steering wheels too, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm a straight shift guy. I mean, I like manual transmissions, um, but you're right. I mean, automatics have come a long, long, long way. Um, I mean, how many how many race cars have have uh, manual transmissions? You know what I mean? Um, I know pretty well all your all your drag race cars. You know. Not at the professional rankings, but all of them are all of them are automatics. Um, but I will support a manual transmission. Always have, always will. Uh, one of my favorite drag racing events now is the the Southeastern Gassers. Is that what it is? Southeastern Gassers. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they've got their own. I mean, hell, they're eight or nine races a year now has to be a four speed, you know, to kind of taking it back to the way it was, you know, back in the day. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a three pedal kind of guy, you know, and, uh, um, I'm, I'm right there with Wesley, you know, he, he likes three pedals. I like three pedals. So, but my wife don't want to drive a straight shift. My daughter don't want to drive a straight shift. They know how, but, I, I would rather be able to pick my own gears whenever I want them than something else picking them. <laughs> uh, and maybe I shouldn't ask you this question because it's like asking Derek about that plastic two-seat car that he hangs out with. But most of the cars that come out of your shop now, are they not um, automatics, especially on the show circuit? I'm assuming the Rocket Racing Wheels Camaro is a manual, but... Mm -hmm. I would assume a lot of the stuff that comes out of your shop, even, you know, even though it's six, eight, 900 horsepower are still automatics. No, nope. it's about 50, 50 right now. Um, this time last year, I only had like one, maybe two cars in the shop that were automatics. Um, got a truck. We hadn't decided if it's going to be an automatic or straight shift yet. <clears throat> the Nomad is an automatic. Um, we got a little hot rod we're building in here. It's a, it's a manual. Um, we've got a Camaro in the shop. It's a manual. Got a Trans Am in the shop. It's a manual. Uh, Corvette in the shop, automatic. Uh, Impala that we've just started is an automatic and pallet interior shops, a straight shift. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty well 50, 50 right now, uh, but we've built more standard manual transmission cars than we have 
uh, automatic cars. I guess that kind of surprises me, but okay, I guess that just kind of surprises me. Well, the Cadillac's an automatic. Um, It's actually got one of the new 10 speeds in it. So, and man, Ford 10 speeds. Yeah, the Ford GM ten speed. Yeah, and I'll I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's um, it's impressive. You know, it, it it's really really impressive. So, but I mean, if I had a Cadillac, I'm you know a big Cadillac like that, it'd be an automatic. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and um, you know the the people that own, own the Nomad. Um, yeah, you're right. The black and white 57, it's, it's a, it's a manual transmission car. Um, the people with the Nomad, they have several cars that are, um, manual transmissions. Uh, they're big, uh, Harley, Harley riders, you know, so th- those are manual transmissions. So they like manual transmissions. Uh, um, but with the way that the Nomad's being built, an automatic, uh, just serves the purpose of, of that car better. Uh, than a man. Well, what's your, do you have another um, thing you want to complain about or anything else bothering you? Um, now, that won't get us sued. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I can't really think of nothing right off the top of my head. That's just really been bugging me. Um, So, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty complaint free right now. Um, so I, I could, yeah, you know what? I do got something I want to complain about. So there's a, there's a U.S. federal highway that runs right in front of our shop. The shop's actually on its U.S. Highway 278. I don't know how many people have died on 278 this year on the two lane section. Where, which is where our shop is. There's about a 10-mile section that's uh, still a two-lane between Hoax Bluff and Piedmont. Uh, last week, 21-year-old kid um, ran off the road, overcorrected, head-on collision, and uh, wound up dying. And it, it, it really, really sucks to see I mean, I, I, there's probably five, I'm going to say five, probably people that have died in that section uh, in the last couple of years at least. And if it was four-laned, I bet none of those would have happened, you know? Um, and it's just frustrating, you know, to be working and you you hear fire trucks and ambulances, you know, running that way. And you know, you know something's happened on 278. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's really not that bad of a road. It's, it's a good road. Um, and I, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, something that needs to be done. A road needs to be four laned and, and I don't know who drags their feet about it. Um, I'm sure it's the state of Alabama, but you know, it's, it's frustrating to see other areas around you getting four, two lanes, turned it into four lanes and they're, they're just safer to travel. Uh, the speed limit can stay the same, you know, um, or they could increase it and it's still going to be a safer road to travel. Um, you know, when that road was built, I don't know, probably in the thirties, um, you know, it's still just kind of curvy and travels people's property lines. Um, you know, it's just time to, it, it, as cars drive faster and of course they stop better and all too, but you know, a car, if you run off the road and overcorrect, I don't, I mean, I guess eventually we'll have cars that drive themselves, but, but yeah, that's a complaint of mine is, is to seeing, seeing wrecks like that happen in a, in a, a stretch that's been happening for a long time. It's not like it's just been the last five or six years. Um, and they've talked about four lane in it since my dad was a kid and nothing, you know, they've come out here and surveyed and, and all sorts of crap and it'll get hot. And then all of a sudden it gets kicked off, you know, the drawing board. So 
there's another complaint. <laughs> say, unfortunately, it all gets to politics and who's in office and things like that. And unfortunately, there's the how many you know so many people have to die before we'll even consider it. And it, you know, it's a high price to pay to sometimes do sim- simple logical traffic uh, improvements. I mean, I think we all are familiar with a road that could be improved or an intersection that could be improved or um something that why when they improved it it was so stupid you know i was listening to a podcast uh, might have actually been today when they yeah probably was and one of the complaints on it was stop signs and four-way intersections that everything should become a roundabout um we shouldn't have to stop we should be able to i mean yes i understand americans have a little bit of trouble with roundabouts and are a little confused but as they become more and more prevalent, we're going. People are going to learn to use them, and use them properly, and it's just going to speed up everything. You're going to eliminate rear end collisions. You're going to eliminate, you know, T bone collisions. Um, I say, you know, I got in trouble a couple of months ago for running a stop sign, and de- didn't even realize I did it. And the cop was behind me, and I knew the cop was behind me. You know, so it's, you know, just one of those things. I wasn't paying enough attention, blew through a stop sign. I should have known it was there. Um, but if it was a roundabout and that section of road actually has a roundabout on it. So, I mean, it just happens to be I was on the section that had a stop sign. So um, I'm in total <laughs> agreement with you. You would have just ramped and ran through the middle of the roundabout. <laughs> Yeah, like that little Mazda on the uh, GIF that's all over Facebook. Oh yeah, that thing went went way airborne. So, and and I'll be honest, I did that. Uh, It'll be ninety or ninety-one coming back from uh, my uh, grandparents. uh, I think on Christmas, I was driving my black Isuzu pickup and. uh, I don't know if I fell asleep or I just didn't realize the intersection and it was a T, uh, T intersection. And I was on the, the, I was not on the crossroad. I was on the, the T that would cross and I better turn right or left. Fortunately, the other side of the road was a dirtish gravel tractor road so that when I flew through and launched off the road and landed, I had a little bit of area to slow down and that and didn't get killed. And my ex-wife might have actually been with me before she was my wife um, on that one. But so I don't know if a roundabout would have helped me there, but I maybe would have had the video like the Mazda if we had (laughs) (laughs) all the close. The one that's irritating me and it's coming into play as we speak is this technology BS on cars. Um, it started with satellite radio that will give you satellite radio free for 12 months. And then if you want it, you've got to pay for it. And on my fusion, I had um, Ford pass or something where I could have remote start and all this stuff through the app on my phone. And it monitored, you know, everything. And since it was transmitting it to my phone, I know damn well it was transmitting it to Ford, you know, tire pressures, oil change intervals, and just them nannying and watching too much. But after six months or a year, guess what? It became, became a pay service. So not only did you pay for the option of remote start, now you're paying for the privilege of having the option of a remote start. And it seems to be coming more and more prevalent that manufacturers are putting these neat electronic toys and features on your car um, only to take them away from you unless you want to give them $4.95 or $9.95 a month. I was talking to somebody the other day, and he drives a Nissan, and it came with uh, this remote keyless entry thing. and. When it expires, it's going to, you know, get it free for a year and then it's $7.95, $8.95 a month so that he can still have his remote keyless entry. Uh, That stuff's, you know, sell it to me once. And this, I'm just sick and tired of the subscription model for everything. But 
you know, sell it to me once or be, I mean, be very, very clear that you're going to take it away from me so I don't get used to using it. Um, and then what I've recently read in a few articles is now, uh, you know, Tesla does all these updates online and, you know, they gave you Santa Claus mode this year. And last year they gave you something that made it sing and dance. And then there's fart mode and all these things that, you know, they, they send to your car, it updates overnight. Next time you get in it, everything's changed. And other manufacturers are getting to that. You know, the BMW does um, over-the-air updates. Mercedes does. And the thought is, if it's not already happening, is, oh, we'll give you this update, but it's going to cost you $195. Or we're going to give you this, you know, we can make your car do this, but it's going to cost you $495. And it's just kind of so it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't have to buy a new car, but you know, you're going to send me a letter every month or put something up on my dashboard for $495. You can have that say in my mini, I would kill to have Apple CarPlay, but I don't want to do all the work that it requires to change the in dash. But if it actually could get an over the air update, Maybe I would want it, but do I really want to pay for it? And then we know damn well the reminder's never going to go away. Every time I start the car, it's going to remind me, you know, you can have Apple CarPlay for $995. And it's going to do that until I decide to buy it or sell the car. And um, I know what's going to happen in my case. Matter of fact, I need to get a tire. You're going to get rid of it. <laughs> I need to get a tire for this car and it's taken over a week. It's time to buy a new one. <laughs> so that that's a that's so, a big gripe that I have that I don't think people are aware of that um these um um what you know I'm I'm tired. I guess you can not only cars, I'm tired of subscriptions. Let me buy it once, I'm done with it. You know, sit down and add up all all of your subscriptions i guarantee you your streaming services cost you more than that cable that you cut the you know cut the cable with and uh yeah we 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 kind of address the um uh people don't know what it means to merge that is people need to learn the zipper thing but we weren't that that's just kind of an everyday gripe that you hear every day um I'm trying to read this next one. We need to have Johnny on the show. <laughs> we could do that again. Yeah, we need we but, need to get Johnny back. Yeah. The funny thing about this, and you know, I, I'm of course a little bit into the not the green movement, but the electrification of cars and you know, I kind of be I'm behind the technology and it's so tempting to really want one of the new Ford lightnings, uh, things like that. But what was the conversation I was hearing? And we whine about pollution and green and do all of this stuff. And the average person puts out, it's like three quarters of a ton, one ton of carbon or that's our carbon footprint on an annual basis and good old uh, Amazon Jeffy's rocket launches put a hundred thousand tons of carbon per launch and you know there's five people on there so that's 20,000 tons of carbon you know per launch per person and yeah I'm not going to say Musk's rockets don't do it. NASA's rockets don't do it. But isn't Musk's actually progressing our space? Isn't NASA putting satellites up and, you know, all of this? Their rockets are serving a purpose. Uh, Jeff's um, flying penis, all it seems to be is a roller coaster joyride. Is, is he really doing anything? You know, so... We, uh, you know, let's quit talking green until we maybe, you know, 
I think he has to get permission to launch that rocket through a government agency. Why are we approving it? You know, I had to sell my Learjet because it polluted too much, but he can fly, you know, he can take joy rides to space with his famous friends. But uh, Jeff, if you uh, are giving rides away for free, I will take one. But (laughs) (laughs) oh, oh, Lord, that was funny. (laughs) That was true. (laughs) Oh, I I can't say I would go. I don't know. I'd go to space in a second. I would probably really consider go- not going to Mars, but but I'd go to space in a second. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm whatever it takes, two and a half minutes, three minutes. If I want to see what it looks like, I'll just go to uh, Google Earth and look at it. <laughs> well, Google Earth's looking down at the Earth. I don't, in space, I just want to see off into the vast darkness. Just I guess walk outside right now, John. Uh, well, <laughs> as people know that watch, I I do half this podcast with my eyes closed anyway, so I guess I am just gazing at the darkness. Right. Well. Yeah the whole the whole forcing the green movement down everybody's throats a crock of crap. I mean, what's it take to mine lithium? You know, what's the carbon footprint of those big diesel earth movers out there and dump tr- trucks and semi trucks and just just to mine lithium? You know, that's a that's a pretty big, pretty big carbon footprint right there. Well, it's always. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what does it take? And th- those that machinery is polluting and doing that. But then we forget to get that machinery there, we've had machinery to transport the machinery there polluting. And then to create the machinery that's there and the machinery that got the stuff there were polluting, you know, in the factories. And then in order to get the materials to the factories, we're bringing it in by train or trucks or whatever. So we're polluting there. And then we're back to we're mining it again. It's just a big circle of pollution. That's all it is. And, and I mean, what's what's the uh, realm for disposal of all these lithium ion batteries that are going to be going bad in all of these cars? I mean, I know they're in our cell phones and everything else that's battery powered, but, you know, I mean, that can't be uh, very good for the environment either. You know, the, the funny answer, the joke answer is, we'll just ship it to China. We don't care. But China's only so big. I mean, it's just going to be people walking in a maze of, you know, a billion people walking in a maze of lithium batteries. But, you know, we're at least getting to the point where the batteries are be becoming recyclable and then they can uh, reuse them or whatever they're going to do with them that they're not going to go to waste and have to go to a landfill or be loaded on a rocket and launched into space, which is probably going to put a hundred thousand tons of (laughs) carbon out and probably pollute more than all of those cars would with the batteries. As I'm drinking out of a styrofoam cup. Now that is a bitch I have. That is a supreme bitch that I have because occasionally I go to McDonald's and I get my drink in a styrofoam cup from them. You know, sometimes it's their paper, waxy paper cups. Sometimes it's styrofoam. If they can be selling drinks in a styrofoam cup, where the hell is my McDLT? I want my hot side hot, my cool side cool. And (laughs) the reason they stopped it is because they couldn't do the foam containers. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Now, you can't eat that in my car to bring it back to the automotive world because they're kind of messy when you're trying to put them together, but still, you know, just, just a little thing, little note that if they can sell styrofoam cups now, um, we can, uh, we can go back to the McDLT packaging. McBLT. So remember William, the refrigerator Perry. Yeah. I do big dude. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't think he would be considered big in the NFL today. But back in no. 
8485 <laughs> yeah yeah average so. so what one thing to put this in, in this on a cheery note what one thing do you want for christmas that's automotive related you know and i think you've asked for you know miller shaping tools or stuff in the past but um what one thing would Will want, not necessarily for the shop, but what would Will want in his personal life automotive? Well, Will would like for Johnny McDevitt from Blueprint to be like, hey, we want you to put uh, this LS3 in your Tahoe and give me an LS3 and a uh, 4L65 or 4L70, whatever. And, uh, uh, and say, hey, put this in your Tahoe, and we'll love you forever. That that would be an awesome, uh, an awesome Christmas gift right there. <laughs> it, it, do we have a commenter that you said could help us with that? <laughs> you know, Wes, Wes, Wesley wants some big sticky tires for his Corvette that uh, he's he's starting to autocross a good bit here lately. So I think he's got him some wheels on the way. He just needs some sticky tires to go on it. <laughs> I don't like big sticky tires. They get my hands dirty. But what's funny, and it happened many, many times at Barber's, we go out and do our parade laps and our track laps and whatever during events, and we come back in and these race cars are the big, wide, slicks. And we did push the cars. I mean, we weren't running Formula One cars at Formula One speed, but we were running them. And people, we'd bring them back in, and, and somebody – sure as the day is sunny would sit down on one of the tires in tan pants. And when they get up, they get, <laughs> you can kind of picture what their behinds look like. It was, a, you know, they had a nice print of the tire stuck to them and it's never going to come out. No, no. Oh, and I'm somebody you, I've always and I'm a, always somebody that I say it's impossible to buy me presents. And um, because I buy whatever the hell I want. I mean, I'm on a, you know, way to charge my computer in my car. I'll go buy that. I want cool stripes. I'll buy that. You know, I want wheels. I'll buy that. I, I don't wait. You know, I shop, I shop for months, and but don't tell anybody. And then I just do it. But, um. I don't know how to say this without being telling the whole story, but I met somebody and she got excited the other day when I visited her house because my birthday's coming up and she had bought me a, a birthday Christmas present thing. And I don't know if anybody's got me a better present. So what would I want? She's been going back and listening to no driving gloves and I get these things texts that talk about my dainty wrists or my um let's see here oh well the one that she really got amazed at is my love of pink cars and mary Kay pink cars and the fact that i want a mary Kay car collection so i just have to plug that can we put this on the camera i got this mary Kay bank vintage pink cadillac from her the other day and it's probably the best present I've received in a long time. So what do I want? I don't know. I've got my Mary Kay pink Cadillac. Um, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of taken aback that I've got such a cool present. So what? there's nothing that I want now. I, I have my pink car collection. And I also look at that as I'm going to keep her around because she's given me permission to she started my pink car collection now it's just going to grow to full-size cars there you go you just you gotta you gotta get her something new to drive every day of the week a pink car to drive every day of the week well she has this you know it's a sporty looking four-door sedan uh in a lighter color and it wouldn't be that hard to you know wrap it in that nice mary Kay pink or highlight it in that mary Kay pink of course, I also think the same thing about my Mini. I mean, I really like the silver white that it is, but 
my mini would look so cool wrapped in Mary Kay pink too. So please don't do that, John. <laughs> please, please. Well, well, when I, when I come up to to drop off what we talked about today, I, I'll pull up in my Mary Kay pink mini and <laughs> see if you even open the door. Park, you park it, park it down the road, and 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 I'll send somebody to come get you. All right. <laughs> As I'm coming down the drive, park to the right, which on going to Will Shop is a lake. <laughs> so <laughs> pull in there real deep, hit it hard. <laughs> and that almost ha- that almost happened to me today. I'm sitting um, in a retail lot, and my car's pulled forward into the spot and there's a car parked directly across from me. And then, you know, how parking lots work, car, 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 car. Um, fortunately between me and the car across, it's got a, it's one of the areas that has a little bit of grass. Uh, and so it's, you've got a curb and then some grass and obviously the curb. And, I'm sitting there doing the last of my paperwork. And then all of a sudden I hear Katunk and the parking spot next to me, the lady across from me had put her car in drive and drove over till she high sighted her car and was stuck on the grass. And that, that wonderful, nice lady would have creamed my car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I there, there's I guess I end it with a bitch. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. But a uh, bit of bad news: we're not going to do a show next week. Uh, John gets old next week. Um, it will be my fiftieth birthday party. Our fiftieth birthday party will be in January. Um, so I've elected not to do a show. I'm traveling and stuff. So this is the final show of No Driving Gloves for 2021. And we'll see and talk to you, everybody the first Wednesday in January of, I don't know how to, nobody wants you to say 2022 because it's like a sequel, but 2022, whatever we want to call it. Um, <laughs> so, Will, you have a Merry Christmas. Derek, I know you're out there. Sean, I, you're out there somewhere too. We haven't had, I don't know if you've even made a podcast this year. But uh, all the guests actually, that we had. Actually, I actually talked to Sean today. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted the guests that we had on this year. Thank you. Um, we're stepping up to, again, take this a, a lot more serious going into next year. I've got some plans for the show. I say that all the time. But um We'll probably do our first of the year reflection show and um, goal show next time around. So thanks to all the commenters tonight. And um, we will. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I read Amanda Meadows is um, I'm getting vintage air for the 55 is she's like getting vintage air for the tires for 55. But I, I know what she means now. Uh, obviously, I'm done for the year. <laughs> yes. So I'm done for the night. I'll talk to you later, Will. Talk to you later, everybody. Adios. So we sit here while all the buttons get pushed.